KPBS On Demand is supported by MaraCal Design and Remodeling, helping homeowners with their home remodeling needs. From ADUs to custom kitchen remodels and room additions, MaraCal Design and Remodeling designs and builds your dream home. Learn more at trustyourhometous.com. Good morning, I'm Tebby Cruz. It's Tuesday, December 19th. The legal path is now clear for thousands of affordable homes to be built in the Midway District. More on that next, but first, let's do the headlines. Democratic Senator Dick Durbin reported to the White House that steep levels of migration at the Mexico border had become, quote, unsustainable. Durbin said the White House signaled they felt the same way and stressed finding middle ground with Republicans around border policy. San Diego seeing this arrival boom firsthand. According to county officials, U.S. border authorities dropped off more than 42,000 people in San Diego County streets from September through November. Immigrant rights advocates are concerned that President Biden will adopt more restrictive asylum policies in order to negotiate more aid for Ukraine. California released annual performance ratings for school districts. San Diego County showed little change in test scores and high school graduation, but it did budge the needle on attendance. About 23% of county public school students were chronically absent last school year. That's down from the previous year, but it's still more than double what it was before the COVID pandemic. Cool weather and rain are expected this week. Highs are expected to be in the mid to upper 60s. Rain is likely to hit between today and Wednesday night and continue through the week. The National Weather Service said the coast and inland valleys could receive one to three inches of rain, and they warned the sudden change in weather could cause widespread flash flooding in both urban and rural areas. From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news you need. KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego, offering the online Master of Data Science program, shaping the next generation of data-driven problem solvers. Learn more about the online Master of Data Science program from UC San Diego at omds.ucsd.edu. A judge's ruling has cleared the way for redevelopment in San Diego's Midway area. Reporter Matt Hoffman says this means a major project near the sports arena is closer to reality. Last year, city voters approved Measure C. It repealed the Midway District's 30-foot coastal height limit, but legal challenges made its future uncertain. Now San Diego Mayor Todd Gloria and his team are celebrating after a superior court judge rejected the final challenge. The removal of the 30-foot height limit is is a big success. Christina Bibler is the City of San Diego's Director of Economic Development. She says the ruling clears the way for the Midway Rising redevelopment to move forward. It's a proposed project that includes a new arena and some 2,000 affordable homes. From a private development standpoint that's on city-owned land, uh, we have not had a project of this magnitude in, in decades. The group Save Our Access filed the legal challenge. They claim city officials did not comply with the California Environmental Quality Act. Save Our Access has not said whether it will appeal the ruling. Matt Hoffman, KPBS News. After 36 years serving San Diegans with HIV and AIDS, Auntie Helen's will close at the end of the month. Reporter Katie Heisen looked into why and found good news. 
Well, I used to go into the shop and then I got addicted to it. So then I started volunteering. Carol Parker has been with Auntie Helen's in North Park almost since 1988, when it started as a laundry service for people with HIV AIDS. It soon added a thrift store. Yeah, I took care of three or four different guys that passed away, young people. It was very sad, very sad. Those were the early years of the HIV AIDS crisis. There was so much misunderstanding and stigma. People were afraid to even touch patients' clothes. Rod Legg is the current director. He says that's why he admires founder Gary Cheatham so much. At a time when everybody ran away from the fire, in a sense, he ran towards it. But after almost four decades, Legg says Auntie Helen's isn't needed in the same way. Powerful new HIV AIDS medications mean patients can live much more normal lives. They can do their own laundry. Now the meds are so much better, so, so much better. They don't need us to do that for them, you know? They're physically able to do it themselves. He plans to close the store on December 31st and start a new nonprofit that would continue certain services like grocery deliveries and a scholarship fund in Cheatham's name. Katie Heisen, KPBS News. Oceanside's beaches are iconic, but year after year, the sandy shores continue to shrink and solutions are needed. Reporter Jacob Ayer says Oceanside City Council will soon consider a final design for a sand retention project that aims to restore the city's beaches. ReBeach is the city of Oceanside's coastal resilience competition. It brought together three international design teams to develop sand retention pilot projects. A jury deliberated and chose a winning concept to be announced in the coming month. Oceanside's Coastal Zone Administrator Jamie Timberlake says it's a decades-long problem that needs urgent action. Many of Oceanside's beaches are being swept out to sea. It's a 30-year design life, and so we are asking the teams to design um, a solution that will accommodate two to three feet of sea level rise. The Oceanside City Council is expected to consider the jury recommendation at the end of January. The California Coastal Commission would have to approve any decision passed by the City Council. Jacob Ayer, KPBS News. Coming up, a massive mosaic allows San Diegans to explore the ocean without getting wet. We'll have that story just after the break. Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, We've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com.
It's that time when we revisit some of our favorite stories of the year. In this story, producer Brendan Tucinardi takes us to a giant mosaic. It brings the underwater world to life in concrete and tile. It's just steps away from a swing set slide in Jungle Dream. In the background, you hear the laughter of children and the sound of crashing waves. It's another playground of sorts made out of concrete and tile. The map, as it's affectionately called, is a 2,500-square-foot mosaic. It sits at the Walter Monk Educational Plaza at La Jolla Shores. This massive piece of public art depicts the Grand Canyons of La Jolla, as well as over 100 species indigenous to California's coast, all in hundreds of thousands of pieces of hand-cut tile. Making a mosaic of this size is not easy, and it's only possible thanks to the technique called lithomosaic. It was invented by artists Robin Brailsford and Wick Alexander, along with concrete specialists. Well, I tend to be a person who thinks big, and this is a technique that really only works for big. The patented process is a remix of the classic mosaic technique of securing tile to a surface with mortar and grout. Instead, lithomosaic uses monolithic concrete pores. So lithomosaic did two things. It allows us to work super large. Uh, one just went in this week in uh, Tempe, Arizona, the 750 square feet. Um, and it also has figured out a way through the chemical balance of the concrete and with the techniques that we put into it to allow it to go in in a freeze-thaw environments. Brailsford also works with artists Kelsey Hartley and Mariah Armstrong Connors. She says a new mosaic begins with research. I, I study it really hard. I am there, I watch the sunrise, the moon set, whatever. Um, I talk to the people, I research a lot in the libraries, I read a lot of books. Brailsford and Alexander's home studio is nestled in the hills of East San Diego County. There, the shelves of books are evidence of that scholarly approach to public art. We're at a funny point now where the house doesn't have very many walls, and all the walls it can have either paintings or bookshelves. <laughs> so, you know, how many more books do we buy um, is the current problem. Once the research is done, the next step is design conception. I do all my lithomosaic layouts. Um, I paint them on clear plastic because I'm basically a glass artist, and so I'm most comfortable working in glass. That's why, you know, things that you're seeing that are older um, are glass. Then the labor-intensive work of hand-cutting and placing each piece of tile begins. In the lithomosaic process, tiles are secured upside down to mesh with water-based glue. After the layout is complete, it's time to install the mosaic. This is done by concrete professionals. So they take it and they lay it upside down in the monolithic concrete pour off the plastic and then they trowel it, trowel it, trowel it and then when the concrete has begun to set a little bit enough to hold the tiles in place. Back at the map we're able to get a better idea of how the skilled craftsmen install the mosaic. Imagine putting this much tile in your kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what they were doing was that on one, hand, on one end they were troweling this one in and over here they had the pumper truck and they were up to their ankles you know, pumping in the concrete and leveling it and then bringing over the next one at the same time. It's the ballet of the highest order of how they put it together. All of this wouldn't be possible without the Walter Monk Foundation for the Oceans. It worked with the city and community stakeholders to bring the mosaic to life. Monk is widely considered to be the father of modern oceanography. He was one of the first scientists to bring statistical methods to the analysis of oceanographic data. 
And while he died in 2019 before the map was finished, the mosaic continues his legacy of teaching the next generation about the oceans and the animals that call it home. And the beauty of public art is that it's for everyone. Brendan Tucinardi, KPBS News. To see more public art stories and to tell us what art pieces we should cover, go to kpbs.org slash public art. That's it for the podcast today. As always, you can find more San Diego news online at kpbs.org. Join us again tomorrow for the day's top stories. I'm Debbie Cruz. Thanks for listening and have a great Tuesday.